Good Yantav, everyone. Good morning. Gimel Tamas. 48 hours of redemption. You're basically Gimel Tamas. We're up to the first chapter in Suvis. 6a on the top. So, the Gimel we left off with a question. According to the second version, that even maybe, even according to Rabbi Huda, even if you hold, even if you hold that it's uh, that it's the blood is absorbed in the wall and it's a wound, he ruptures the hymen and causes it to bleed, it's a wound. But nevertheless, it would be allowed on Shabbos, even according to Rabbi Huda, because it's Makalka. Because you just it's you're just ruining, you know, she's losing her virginity. And and it's Ana Miskavan and it's a mitzvah. So in this case maybe the rabbis allow or perhaps not. Maybe the law follows Rabbi Shimon that says that although in general all the thirty nine categories of work, the only thing you're liable on is on creative work and not if you ruin and destroy. The exception is making a wound and, and burning because that's the whole thing the whole thing is destroying that's the whole purpose so what's the conclusion so if we learn the academy of Rav said Rav said you're allowed to allowed to have relationships Friday night even though, what's the whole question of the Gemara? We already learned the rabbis say you have to have you have to get married. Uh, a virgin has to get married on Wednesday, so it's not even a possibility to have relations Friday night. What Friday night? You married on Wednesday. The whole point is you should have relations on Wednesday or Wednesday night, and then tomorrow you come to the bezin. No, but, but if she's a, but if she's. A- but what if in a case where for some reason they didn't they got married on Wednesday, but for some reason they weren't intimate uh, Wednesday night. So the rabbis didn't tell them you have to wait a whole week till you're going to be intimate. <laughs> you're going to wait till next Wednesday night. So in that case, the rabbis didn't obligate them, um, or, 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 or wait until until uh, until Sunday night. So therefore, you could you could have relations. The question is, technically, you're allowed to have relationships uh, Friday night. Are you allowed? So it's an argument, Rabbi Shmuel. Don't forget on Friday we were given the mitzvah. It's allowed. Shmuel Omar. Rav said, You're not allowed to Shmuel. Shadi Shmuel says, Rav, 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 Shadi Shmuel Asr. Nardoi, they said the exact opposite. Rav Asr, Rav is prohibited, and Shmuel says it's allowed. Shmuel said, Abraham Nachma Yitzchak, the Simonach, and in the Manic to remember who says what. That the Academy of Rav said so, and then Nardoi, they said the opposite. Eilam Akilin Laatzma, Akilin Laatzma. These are lenient for themselves, and these are lenient for themselves. Rav's academy, where they followed Rav, so they said Rav said it's allowed, they were lenient. <laughs> In Nardo, where Shmuel was the rabbi of Nardo, so therefore, there they said that Shmuel said it's allowed. Everyone was being lenient for themselves. Okay. <laughs> the academy of Rav say that Rav said it's allowed, but Rav Shari, said the name of Rav. A barrel stopper. You put in the barrel to stop the barrel, to plug the barrel. A rag that you use to plug the opening of the barrel with a beer. It has beer. So also, 
So Rav said, you're not allowed to push it in place in Yom Tif. Why? It's Mulach Hashem What are you worried about? Are you going to squeeze out the beer from, 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 the, from the rag? You're squeezing the cloth. It's, it's unintentional. And nevertheless, Rav says, you're not allowed to. So obviously Rav follows the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, that unintentional is not allowed. So therefore, if unintentional is not allowed, so you're not allowed to make a chabura. If, if it's a chabura, if, if, if the, the, the blood, if the blood is absorbed in the body, I and mean, when you cause her to bleed, you rupture the hive and you cause her to bleed, you're causing a wound, then according to Rabbi Yehuda, you're not allowed to. It's And that's a Rav Holzak Rabbi Yehuda. So how can you say that you're allowed to have relations with a virgin Friday night? But the answer is, it's not a contradiction. In that case, even Rabbi Shimon would say you're not allowed to. Both Abayev and Ava, who didn't agree on anything, but here they both agreed. That everyone holds in a case where, like you're chopping off the head, inevitable, inevitably sure, the, the animals are going to die. So you right. can't say, I didn't have in mind. <laughs> you chopped off the head. You knew what's going to happen. You know, so you know what's going to happen. Therefore, it's, it's intentional. It was intentional. You can't say it was on it. That's not my intention. That is your intention. You want to chop off the head. That's exactly what you did. So too in this case, by squeezing the cloth, closing the, the hole, the opening from the barrel, you're definitely going to squeeze the liquid out of the cloth, which is, which is dosh or, or malabin, you know, whatever, you know, the different opinions. But either way, it's definitely a malacha that I. It's a malacha. It's malacha It's lacha malacha miskavim. Even if it's not your intent, doesn't matter. Since it's inevitable, it's considered your intent. Rashi says that you're not allowed to. The, the malacha here is schita. Schita is is, is uh, so um, squeezing, squeezing the liquid from you like know from the cloth from a sponge. Oh, yeah. Taisa says, but schita. What's the problem of schita? Because it's libun. Libun means I'm cleaning clothes. Mm-hmm. Cleaning clothes only with water, not with beer. <laughs> you're making it dirty, you're staining it. Mm-hmm. How could you say schita? So firstly, it's not simple because when you when you rinse it even with non even with non water, even though it's dirty, but you you're cleaning it from the dirt. There's two parts of, of washing. First getting the dirt out mm-hmm. and then Whitening. whitening it. So yes, when you do, when you, I wash my liquid with wine or with beer, yes, I'm not cleaning. It's not. I'm not going to wear it. I can't. It's not clean, but it is clean. I'm. I'm getting rid of all the all the dirt. I'm squeezing out all the dirt with the liquid, so it is clean, even if it's not water. Your opinion is that schita is like dosh. It's like smafatic, separating, just like you separate the, the oil from the olives or the. Uh, the, the grape, the wine from the grape, it's separated. It's dash. So too, I'm separating. I'm separating the... But then the question here is... But, it, it, but it's going to waste. I, I have no intent to... It's not like I'm... I want the liquid in the... In the it's in the cloth. I'm not separating. It's not like when I squeeze the olive, I squeeze the other uh, grape. I want the liquid. I want the juice. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm throwing it out. What, what do I need it? Mm-hmm. So why, why would you be liable? 
even if it's psikadesh, it's, it's not a work, it's not nothing, I'm not doing anything, it's not, I'm not nothing constructed, I'm just going to waste, nothing created. And the other says, psikadesh, psikadesh, you don't even, not even interested in, is allowed, there's, there's no problem. So here's psikadesh, psikadesh, so I'm squeezing, what do I care about? I'm not interested in the, in the juice, in the, in the dirty water, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So Teisvis argues with the other. Here he says, and even psikadeshe le'nichale, you're not allowed to do it. As he says, even psikadeshe like this, le'nichale, he's not interested in the, in the liquid that's being squeezed out. It's just going to go to waste. He's just going to get rid of it. It doesn't matter. It's also prohibited. Initially, it's prohibited. Teisvis, the other, therefore, learns the pshat in our, our the mother is, the problem is why it's forbidden to squeeze the cloth to plug the holes because you may leave it there. You may decide to leave it there. It's such a, you, you made it so tight that you're going to leave it there. So you're making a barrel. You're finishing a vessel. You're, you're building. You're building a vessel. Yeah. Our case over there, even Rav, even 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 Rav Shimon would agree that it's prohibited. But in our case, with the virgin, it's not inevitable. There's a way to be intimate without losing her virginity if you do it cleverly. And wisely and smartly, <laughs> so therefore it's not inevitable. So in this case, Rab Shimon, therefore, therefore, Rab, maybe Rab Paskins like, like Rab Shimon. That's why the Academy of Rab said, according to Rab Shimon, you're allowed to have, you're allowed to be intimate Friday night, even though Kuzmalach Hashem is is allowed. It's not inevitable. Remains. How could the Academy of Rab say that you're allowed to have relations for the first time with a virgin Friday night? the son of Ravashi said in the name of Rav he holds clearly the laws like Rabbi Huda so therefore how are you allowed to make a wound on Shabbos even though it's not your intent so therefore Nardar got it right Nardar got it right that the Rav is the one that says you're not allowed to and Shmuel is the one that says you're allowed to because the Rav holds like Rabbi Huda and Shmuel holds like Rabbi Shimon not like the Academy of Rav he said the opposite that the Rav is the one that said you're allowed to and Shmuel said you're not allowed but Rabbi Avin Masin Rabbi Avin taught this argument in Rav and Shmuel without reference other people. He says the Rav The Rav says the law follows Rabbi Huda. Like directly, Rav said. He didn't say others said in the name of of Rav or others said in the name of Shmuel. He said the Rav said the law follows Rabbi Huda. And um, and Shmuel says and uh, and Shmuel I'm not at Rav Shimon. But either way, Rav says the law follows Rabbi Huda. Shmuel says look, look at Rabbi Shimon. So how can you say Rav allows you to have relations with the Virgin Shabbos Friday night? You're right. Rav holds like Rabbi Huda. According to the version that blood is stored in the body, so it's not a wound, so what's the pro- what's the what's the what's the prohibition then? He said, "What's the prohibition then? The blood and the door is an unintended consequence. The opening is an unintended consequence. You have to prove that she's a virgin, and therefore he, the the opening up is just an unintended consequence. Or maybe no. 
he needs the opening. He wants to make it easier for the other times. He wants to make it uh, smoother for the other times. So then, then it's then it's prohibited again. According to Rabbi Huda, it would be prohibited. So even if you're going to say that the Rabbi holds like Rabbi Huda, he holds that that he's ruining, he's destroying, it's destructive, it's not creative. Yes, he's opening a door, but he's destroying. He, he, destroy, he ruined her, her virginity, he destroyed her virginity. Right. So therefore, if you're destroying, if you're destructive, Rav holds that, that you're exempt. Or only prohibits a creative action, not a creative action. A door is a creative action. Mm-hmm. Here, you, you ruined her, you destroyed her, she forever lost the status as a virgin. So in that case, it's allowed. Coupled together with the idea that it's ain't a miskavin, it's not your intent, and it's a mitzvah, so you say even initially you'll be allowed. Lahach lishn, according to the other version, if you hold that it's a wound, again, makalko b'chaburu, you hold, you hold. So according to the one who holds, yeah, so it's makalko b'chaburu. Again, it's destroying the Chaburah. And, and Rabbi Yehuda holds that, that even when it comes to making a wound, if it has to be a, something constructive. You're only liable if you do something constructive, not if you're destroying, if you're ruining. Wait, wait, wait a second. So therefore, it's Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda asks, we learned the Braise. We learned the Tinnik. A young girl hasn't yet come the time she ha- she didn't start menstruating yet she's young we give her four nights you can have marital relations and even if she has she bleeds we say that, it, that she's pure it's not it's not damnida uh, it's not menstrual blood she's too young she didn't yet start menstruating it's all from 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 losing her virginity until, until the wounds heal. It's indefinite, not only four times. As long as she continues to bleed, we say that it's all from, 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 uh, from losing a virginity. The wound ruptured and, and it didn't heal yet. Shami says, no, we only give her four, four times. In other words, if she's, if she's un, under 12, she's less than 12 years old, and you know, she didn't, yeah. or she, she didn't get the pubic hair yet, she didn't, so she didn't mature yet, um, she, uh, she didn't reach puberty yet, so then Shammai says four times, and Hillel says indefinitely until, until the wound heals. What if already she reached puberty already and then she, and then she has relations? Then she gets married. The first night. Meaning, even a few times during the night. Not just one time, the first time. Even that night, any bleeding we, we uh, attribute to, to the rupture of the heim. We give her until Saturday night for a total of four nights, right? Because she gets married on Wednesday, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday When you give her Friday night, true Saturday. Surely, what does the Mishnah mean? The Lebo, Matibala, Philip, Shabbos. 
But if he didn't yet successfully, he wasn't cohabit with her, he can cohabit even Friday night, even on Shabbos. Christa understood that if, if the husband achieved full penetration the first time, first night, then, if she continues to bleed, so that first night she'll bleed, but any other bleeding, surely she's menstruating. Mm-hmm. Can't attribute it to the to, to breaking her heart. So the so Mishnah must mean he didn't reach full penetration. He only partially mm-hmm. partially ruptured the hymen. And therefore, he can, every time he has relations with her, he's continuing to, 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 to tear the hymen, and, right? To aggravate the... And therefore, she's bleeding. So that's why it could be four times those four nights, including Shabbos. It's not an issue of having relations on Shabbos, even though you're causing a wound, you're causing bleeding. So we see that it's allowed. So how could, how could the Shmuel or Rav say you're not allowed? Hillel says you are allowed to. So Rav says, He means a night other than Shabbos. He means up until Saturday night, but not Friday night. Four to, right, up until that time. But, but you can do it on, during the day, at night, but not on Shabbos. Four nights, it doesn't mean that you have relations Friday night. It means you give them that time period up until Metzoi Shabbos. It says clearly, till Metzoi Shabbos, four nights. You give him four nights. You're telling me this the Wednesday night, Thursday night? Saturday night, but Friday night not, so where do you have four nights? What's this all about, right? Just said, you give him till, till Saturday night, but he adds four nights. He's coming to teach me every night. He can have relations with her, including Friday night. Ella rather Amarava. So Rabbi says, you're right. Rabbi says, Kishabal. The mission is saying, if you went ahead and had intercourse with her, even though you're not allowed to. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kishabal. Rabbi is saying, we're talking about a case when he had full intercourse the first night. Full penetration. So therefore, you're allowed to have relations with her on Friday night because the, the hymen was fully ruptured the first time. Mm-hmm. Notice he's, he's, he's challenging Rav Chitz's whole assumption. You mean he enjoyed himself on Thursday night so he came back for more on Friday night? That he says even, Rav Chizd said that if it was full penetration, it was full rupture of the hymen, and then, and then you're not allowed to, and then she bleeds, you're not allowed to have relations. Do you assume it's, it's menstrual? She's menstruating. Rabbi says, no, the mission is telling us that even if the first night was full penetration, but nevertheless, any bleeding that happens up until Saturday night for the next four nights, you can still say she's still healing from that wound. It's not, it's not the menstrual blood. But of course, since it was full penetration, you're allowed to have relations Friday night. If you already had full intercourse, so what's he coming to teach us? What's he coming to teach us that it's until Saturday? The Mishnah could have said until Mitzvah Shabbos. Why does he add four nights? So he said the whole addition of four nights is coming to teach me you're allowed to have relations even on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Of course you're allowed to have relations on Friday night. It was fully ruptured and it was full penetration the first night, Wednesday night. There's no issue. There's no issue. Even if she believed, there's no issue. There's no wound. 
Why, if she continues to believe, is there no wound? Why is there no issue? The mother comes along to shuttle on the middle of the Shabbos. That you're allowed to, even though you, that's what the Gemara answers. That's what he's coming to teach us. That even though she's still believing, this, she still may bleed, so I'm wounding her. But nevertheless, I'm allowed to. Like Shmuel said, you're allowed to enter a tight breach on Shabbos. Even though you're dislodging pebbles, in other words, the breach, the breach already happened. Mm-hmm. I'm just expanding the breach, even though you're, you're making, you're, you're loosening, through. right? You're loosening, yeah. you're loosening some pebbles. It doesn't matter. So to here also, even though she's continued to believe it, so it's like wounding. But since I already opened it up, so I'm just expanding it. I'm expanding the door. I'm expanding the opening. I already made the door. I made the opening. Even I'm expanding it, and she's bleeding. I'm allowed to. That that's the chiddush. Master Rabbi Yisuf, Rabbi Yisuf challenged this. We learn the, but if we learn the Mishnah, we learn the Brachas. Chalson pata mekriyshma laila rishon and say Shabbos. Chalson is exempt from Shema the first night until Mitzray Shabbos. He marries a virgin. He's exempt from Shema from the first night till Saturday night. Imli awesome ma'ise only if he didn't yet wasn't intimate with her. My love, surely the reason is because he's worried, he's, he's concerned. Is he going to find a virgin? He's preoccupied. Is he going to find a virgin or not? Mm-hmm. Or will he be succeed in rupturing the hymen or not? So we see that he's allowed to be intimate Friday night. So how can Shmuel say you're not allowed to? It says clearly in the Mishnah and Brachis that you are allowed to. He's busy, he's occupied. If, if Friday night he can't be in, if Shabbos he can't be in, intimate with her, so he should be able, he should reach Ma. Shabbos he should reach Ma. Friday night he should reach Ma. You know, he can't, he can't worry because he, anyway he can't be intimate with her if he didn't yet. You weren't yet in. So Abaya Abaya said, "Late Lloyd, the Tarid Boel. Not the exemption is not because he's preoccupied, because he didn't yet, he wasn't yet intimate with him. He's preoccupied that he was intimate with her, but he didn't complete the act. Maybe he didn't, he didn't, he didn't penetrate her fully." If you're saying he didn't yet, he didn't yet, he wasn't related, he didn't have intimacy with her, so he didn't yet do the bilis mitzvah. He wasn't, he didn't do the mitzvah yet. But if he already did the mitzvah, just because he's preoccupied, you can exempt him from Shema. Elamiyat, if that's the case, Tavis Bayam. What if his ship is sinking in the sea? And I'm in the butter. The stock market crashed. <laughs> and now it seems to be crashing every day because of our wonderful, wonderful uh, um, um, imposter. So I'm in the butter. You're also going to be exempt because your mind is too, is, is, is too occupied. If you're going to say yes, maybe. A mourner is obligated in all the mitzvahs. That's what the exception is. 
Taylor said that Hashem told you Cheskel, you should put on tefillin even though you're mourning. You should wear your pe'er, your beauty. In other words, he's exempt. He's different than anyone else. A regular mourner is not allowed to put on tefillin. But all other mitzvahs, you're obligated, even if you're mourning, even if, you, if you're occupied with your misfortune, <laughs> the ultimate misfortune, a death. And nevertheless, you're obligated in all the mitzvahs, except for tefillin, because tefillin, it says beauty. When your mind is occupied and you're worried, you, you, you can't wear tefillin. You're exempt. But everything else, you're obligated. So if the chasen, if the chasen already did the mitzvah, why would you exempt him from Shema? Because he's occupied. If he's not sure if he did it properly or not. Ella rather amadava tannoi. It's an argument amongst tannoi. Whether you're allowed to, you're allowed to be intimate with a virgin on Shabbos. If he didn't yet cohabit with her on the first night, Wednesday night, he's exempt from reciting the Shema on the second night. Basheni, if he didn't have it with her Thursday night, Pater Apeshlishi exempt from Shema on the third night and Friday night. Tanya, if we learn a different Baraisa, Rishim Basheni, Pater Shlishi, the first and second night he's exempt, but the third night he's obligated. Because the third night he can't be intimate with her, so his mind is not occupied, he's not allowed to be intimate. So therefore, Friday night, he's obligated to read the Shema. So it's an argument of Tanoyim. So clearly the Mishnah in Baruchas holds, it says, Shabbos, he's exempt, hold, we're talking about he did not yet perform the mitzvah. He's occupied with the mitzvah. And since he could be intimate with her Friday night, therefore all those nights, including Friday night, he's exempt from Shema. Abaya, Abaya disagrees. He says, the argument between these Tandoyim, between these Braises, is talking about he already had relations with her on the first night, Wednesday night. But his mind is occupied. He's, did he do it properly or not? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that everyone holds you not allowed to be intimate on Friday night. But we're talking about a case he already was intimate with her. But he's occupied. He's, his mind is he's worried whether he did it properly or not. So the first is holds that even though your mind is occupied you, you have, you're obligated to read you, you, you're exempt, no because your mind you're exempt, second b'raisa holds that since you're not involved in doing a mitzvah you're not exempt then what, why are you exempt the second night I, uh, how would Abaya explain Rav's challenge from the Mishnah if that's the case if occupation exempts you from Shema then why if you have, if you have a tragedy the ultimate tragedy, death, you're still obligated to do mitzvahs. Why aren't you exempt from Shema? You're only exempt from Tefillin. You're not exempt from Shema. So Abaya would make a distinction between, between the two. That Friday night, even though it's already after you had relations with her, but still, your occupation is, is concerning a mitzvah. Because you didn't do the mitzvah properly. It wasn't full penetration. It wasn't done properly. A mourner is sad because of your tragedy. It has nothing to do with a mitzvah. You, you, it's a personal tragedy. Your boat is sinking. The market crashed. Your business is, is, is you're going bankrupt. You lost, you lost ultimate loss. A tragedy. It's a personal tragedy. That's not a reason to exempt you of mitzvahs.
Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, but if your mind is preoccupied and concerned re- in regarding a fulfillment of a mitzvah, like in our case, even though it's after, therefore you would be exempt. Yes, the, the mitzvah to mourn is a mitzvah. To mourn is a mitzvah. But, but the, 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 the state of mind, that your, 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 your sorrowful state of mind, that's personal. In other words, the mitzvah of mourning is you have to show respect to the one, who, the, 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 to the deceased. The personal grief, that's not the mitzvah. To vent your grief, that's personal. The mitzvah is you have to take time and respect the person's life. They've just passed away. Take the time, take the... That, that's the mitzvah. But your personal grief, that's not, a, that's not connected to the mitzvah. It doesn't exempt you from reading the Shema. So Dover says that he's worried that he's about the coming relations, that he will have relations with her. He's not sure he's going to be able to successfully um, rupture hymen, penetrate fully. So that's why he's preoccupied. Abayah says no. He's, his, his, his occupation is preoccupied because he didn't yet do the mitzvah. Not he's worried he's not going to do the mitzvah properly. He, he, didn't, he wasn't intimate with her yet. And that even though it's not, he didn't yet, he didn't yet do the mitzvah. Abaya, he's preoccupied because he failed to do the mitzvah. So it's his failure. It's not he's preoccupied with the mitzvah. According to the Rav, he's preoccupied with the mitzvah. Mm-hmm. He's worried, will he do the mitzvah right? Won't he do the mitzvah right? Mm-hmm. According to Abaya, his preoccupation is he failed to do a mitzvah. And since, but nevertheless, since it's connected to a mitzvah, he failed to do a mitzvah, therefore he's exempt from, from reading the Shema. Unlike the mourner, who's, who's in grief, it's personal tragedy, then you're still obligated, obligated to read the Shema. And the argument between these two Baraises, that's the argument. In such a case, where you're not in, preoccupied in doing the mitzvah, performing the mitzvah, if you're going to do it properly, you're not going to do it properly, He's, he's sorry, he's preoccupied that he failed to do a mitzvah. It's a personal failure. He, didn't yet, he wasn't yet intimate. So that's the argument. So according to the B'dayz that says that you're exempt even on the third night because he holds that failure to do a mitzvah I mean, no, the personal failure that you didn't yet, you didn't yet, you weren't intimate yet with your wife, that's enough to exempt you. So if even Friday night you're exempt. The other Braise says you only exempt Wednesday night and Thursday night, not Friday night, mm-hmm. because, because Shmuel says you can't, you can't be intimate Friday night. So thirst, Friday, Wednesday and Thursday, because you're worried about how am I going to do the mitzvah? So you what you're engaged, you're worried about the mitzvah. You're going to do it properly. You're not going to do it properly. Therefore, you're exempt. But Friday night you can't do the mitzvah. It's not it's not an option. You're not exempt. The only war, but you're still worried that you did, that you failed to be intimate with your wife. You married your wife, and and, and you never were never intimate with her. So so you're you're, you're personally in anguish. So that according to that, but I said that's reason enough to exempt you exempt you uh, from the shema. And the Gemara Rabbi says. He says, no, the issue is whether, Rabbi says the argument of the Braises is whether you're allowed to be intimate Friday night. Abayah says, both Braises, everyone holds you're not allowed to be intimate Friday night. 
And the argument is whether being worried about not, not a personal failure, of not being intimate with your wife, is reason enough to exempt you. And uh, Barabbas says, no, that's not reason enough. That's the same as Avelis. Your personal failure, your personal language, your personal preoccupation doesn't exempt you. Mm-hmm. Only, only exempts you if you're busy in doing the mitzvah, you, you're concerned about doing the mitzvah going forward. And therefore, since he says that, and that's the argument of the Bryce is whether you're allowed to be intimate Friday night or not. Mm-hmm. If you're allowed to be intimate Friday night, so then you're still busy with the mitzvah, and you're exempt from reading Shema Friday night. The Bryce says, you, you, you have to read Shema Friday night is because you're not allowed to be intimate Friday night, so you're no longer, you're no longer preoccupied with the, with the upcoming mitzvah. And he says, These two Tanoim are like the following Tanoim. A clear argument. The Braisa states it clearly. It's an argument. The Tanakama says, You're allowed to, you're, allowed to, uh, you're not allowed to uh, be intimate for the first time with a virgin on Friday night on Shabbos. And the rabbis say, You are allowed to. That's the issue. So this supports the Rabbis' interpretation of the other two Braises, and that's what they're arguing about. But everyone agrees that being preoccupied in the personal failure, that doesn't exempt you from doing a mitzvah. Who are these rabbis who say you are allowed to? Since it's not your intent, your intent is not to open a door, your intent is not to make a wound. So therefore, it's permitted, even even initially, especially since it's not psikadesh, it's not, it's not a, a inevitable. But Rab Shimon agrees that if it's psikadesha, you're not allowed to. So you, you can't say, miskavan. So here it's psikadesha, you're going to lose your virginity. So I'm a lay. So Rab said, Loi kalolu bavlim. Rab said, Loi kalolu bavlim. The Braiz does not refer to people like these Babylonians. They're not knowledgeable about penetrating at an angle. That's why that's Abai asked, Isn't it inevitable? There are those who are knowledgeable about the possibility of penetrating an angle. And therefore, she's without rupturing her hymen. And therefore, you don't have to, it's not inevitable you're going you're gonna to violate Shabbos. So even if you go ahead and do it, we don't mind. It doesn't matter. It's Malachah Shainim's covenant, even with Lachatchila. If that's the case, Tayyid Lama. So why are you preoccupied? Why are you worried? What's the big worry? Why did we say that the groom is preoccupied and therefore he's exempt from Shema? Because whether he's going to rupture the hymen and he's going to do it properly. But if he knows a way that he can cohabit with her totally without rupturing the hymen, so what's his worry? So he won't rupture the hymen, but he can still be totally intimate with her. But Ansel Shane Bucky, this is only an expert. <laughs> he's, he's also a virgin. What does he know? <laughs> he doesn't know anything. So he's worried. He doesn't know. So therefore he's worried. Maybe he's not going to penetrate totally and he's not going to do the mitzvah, the bilis mitzvah properly. So Gimada says, Yemru Bucky Mutri, telling me that someone who's Bucky, someone who knows. How to, to make this maneuver is allowed to be with a virgin of Shabbos. She ain't a bucky also, but someone who's not. So for him, it's psikadesha. 
for him, you should say that someone who knows, so therefore it's not inevitable that you're going to rupture the hymen, then it's permitted. Even if you go ahead and rupture the hymen, it's and then it's allowed according to Abshimon. But someone who doesn't know is not knowledgeable, so for him it's inevitable. So maybe you should say he's not allowed to be intimate Friday night because it's inevitable that he's, he's going he's gonna to rupture the hymen. Jesus says that the rabbis say you're allowed to. Rabbi Shimon says you're allowed to under all circumstances. He doesn't qualify that only someone who took lessons who, you know, who has experience. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully, on the contrary, hopefully, just like she's a virgin, he's also a virgin. What does he know? Right. How can he be such an expert? Where did he learn this exactly? He didn't learn this in Yeshiva. <laughs> So that's the case. Most people are knowledgeable about this. Someone who's not an expert, who's not allowed to. I disagree with this interpretation because we learned earlier, Mishnah said, that a groom is exempt. Basil says a groom is exempt from reciting Shema four nights, including Friday night. So it makes no sense. If the groom is knowledgeable, is an expert, mm-hmm. So he's not preoccupied. What's, what's his preoccupation? He's not worried. He knows how to maneuver without, without a losing. Or, or, and he can do full penetration even if he doesn't, doesn't rupture that. If he's not knowledgeable, and, and therefore, if he's not, so if he should read the Shema, if he's not knowledgeable, then, you, then you're not allowed to have relations because inevitably you're going to rupture the hymen. So mm-hmm. you're not allowed to have relations. So again, he can read the Shema. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to say like a baya, you're going to hold like a baya. That really, we're talking about someone, the mission talking about someone who's not knowledgeable. And he will inevitably rupture the hymen. You're not allowed to have relations mm-hmm. Friday night. So why are you exempt? Because of your past failure, personal failure. You see, that you married Wednesday and two nights, you still could, couldn't, couldn't do it. You didn't, you, didn't, weren't really, you, you didn't do the mitzvah yet. Mm-hmm. So, you're so you're so worried and you're so not yourself that you're mm-hmm. exempt from Shema. And according to Adrava, according to Adrava, who says no, that's not a reason to exempt you from Shema. You only exempt from Shema if you're preoccupied in doing the mitzvahs in front of you, ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Not your personal failures and your personal preoccupation, just like a novel. That's because you're, you're mourning and you're in grief. It doesn't exempt you from reading the Shema, even, mm-hmm. even in your grief. So to, even in your grief that you didn't yet perform the mitzvah, you would still be obligated to read the Shema. So Adrava will tell you that that he would hold that even a groom who's not knowledgeable and inevitably it's psikadesha, you would still be allowed to have relations Friday night. Because mm-hmm. you're ruining. It's makalka. You're ruining. And ruining, and it's ain't a miskavim. And it's a mitzvah, therefore, it's no problem, you can have relations. And therefore, since you can allowed to have relations... Even though it's a chubur. Yeah. Because it's ruining. It's a destruction. So therefore, even if the difference seems to all have relations, therefore you're worried about the mitzvah that's coming. I can have relations Friday night, so you're worried, am I going to do it properly? Am I going to do it properly? Will I will it be full penetration or not? So therefore, you're exempt. What's interesting is most people are knowledgeable. Where did, where did they pick up this knowledge exactly? <laughs> He's a virgin, she's a virgin. Most people are knowledgeable. I guess it's instinct. Most people are knowledgeable. If that's the case, why do you need attendance? You need attendance, the bride and the groom would be accompanied by attendance. They make sure (laughs) 
why do you need attendance? You need attendance to make sure that there shouldn't be any, any duplicity. On one hand, the bride shouldn't, uh, shouldn't put sheets on the bed that were pre-stained with blood to prove that she's, she's a virgin. <laughs> or the groom wouldn't destroy any evidence of bleeding after cohabitation because uh, he wants to falsely accuse his wife of not being a virgin. So you have to make sure it's strange. Yeah, they're getting married. They love each other. They're ready the first night. They're ready. Scheming. <laughs> they're ready scheming and plotting. Maybe they didn't like it the first night. Uh, they have a buyer's remorse. So they, so they can't back out illegitimately. That's why you have Shushvinin. So the question is if that's the case, why have Shushvinin? And Mapilama, why do you have a clean sheet? In other words, if he wants to accuse her, we can, this is very simple. He can, he, can, he can be intimate with her with an angle, avoid any bleeding, then he'll come running to the basin and say, see, she's not a virgin. There was no blood. Look. So what's it going to help? I mean, if he wants, what's the point of Shushvin? Anyway, if he wants to claim, he can just... Get any Yeah, even if he has Shushvin in there. He'll, he'll do it in a way, he'll, he'll tilt, he'll do it in a way, and, um, and therefore there won't be any blood, and he'll come to the bed, and with all the shushvinah that you see, there was no blood, she's not a virgin, she lost her virginity. I want a divorce. Amalei, Abayi said, Dear, we're worried, maybe he'll see blood and he'll destroy it. If he, if he does it in an angle, then her hymen will be intact. So if he claims she's not a virgin, it's very simple. Call the ladies in, take her to the ladies' room, and they'll see right away she has, she has her hymen. So what do you mean, I'm not a virgin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Proof in the pudding. The only way you can try to make a false claim that there's no blood and she's not a virgin is he has to rupture her hymen. And, he has to, and then he has to destroy the evidence. So if she keeps her hymen intact, if he tilts her on an angle, then he can't claim she's not a virgin. <laughs> the only way is he has to lie about it. He has to rupture the hymen. There is bleeding, and then we'll discard it. That's why you need Shushvinin to make sure that there's no, no one lies. Everything is up and up. Say you're allowed to be intimate with a virgin on Shabbos. So you might ask, we learned in the Mishnah, we learned in... In idiots, if you take a boil and you squeeze it open on Shabbos, you make an opening. If the intent is to make an opening, you want to make a hole to allow any fluid to seep out and to, breathe, to allow air in to the boil so it will heal. If that's the purpose, you're liable for Shabbos. It's burning, you're building. It's one of the third line categories of work. <laughs> how, how can you say building a person? Building, you're building a house, you're building. How can you build a person? Yeah, because we find it says, it says, Hashem built Chava from Adam's side. So we see building is associated with, with a person. So you're building, you're building an opening, you're making an opening in the boil. <laughs> So you're liable. If the whole intent was to remove the fluid, it's pus. You want to remove the pus. 
not because he wanted to bring an ear to heal. He just wanted to remove the fluid. In other words, even if it closed right away, he didn't want to leave it open. He didn't make a hole to make sure it remained open the whole Shabbos. Because he wanted the ear to come in to, to heal the wound. No, it's I just like want to... It's like removing the dirt. Yeah, removing the dirt. I'm just squeezing, right, removing the dirt. I'm just squeezing just to remove the pus. I don't want to make an opening. I don't care if it closes up immediately. I got rid of the pus. In that case, pus. It actually says pater means in the mutter, in the lauter. The question is... In the psikadesha, the bottom line is psikadesha, I'm making a hole, an opening. Okay, we'll stop over here and uh, to be continued. Everyone, good yantiv, good yantiv.